Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, at AOA Jr. Joining me is... CEO Senior, a.k.a. WWE Superstar, Greg Miller. Hi, Blessing. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, I, I can't help but to be distracted by a, a looming presence over there by you. Oh, you mean Skelly here? <laughs> I, who, who's Skelly? I, I don't Ladies think I've ever met gentlemen, Skelly. Uh, Barrett, I didn't prep you for this at all because I, I like to keep you on your toes. Go to Twitter.com slash Game Over Greggy right now. Not Threads. I didn't get it up on Threads yet. When Threads has a .com... Yeah, it'll that's be the annoying thing about it. Threads. Yeah, because I'm you know on Twitter I mean? on my on my computer half the time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, it's a bigger deal over here. Yeah. You go to my most recent tweet, ladies and gentlemen. We've done it. All right, for years we've been saying, me, blessing, Janet, Sage, love Halloween. <laughs> all right, we're just we're not fighting anymore. We're not fighting. Of course, this we all union. love Halloween and Home Depot took notice that I love Halloween, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. and they invited me and Patrick Klepek, because I told them to invite Patrick Klepek as well, to the private screening of their whole rundown of their Halloween showcase and what all they're going to have and yada yada. And I had a good time. Yeah? And I got to watch the live stream and see how big the skeletons were going to be this Wait, year. Wait, so they have Halloween showcases? Yeah. It was like, it was like an E3 showcase before yeah. Halloween? Yeah, but it was like E3 old days where it was like, it was private. It wasn't like to the public. It okay. was like to people who, I guess, really like Halloween. Probably, probably people who were like, you know, wanted to report on it more than me just being like, what am I going to buy? <laughs> oh, that looks neat. Lots of new oogie boogies. Um, anyways, though, I went through, I sat through it. It's great. Now that they've talked about it, it's public. But then the other day, this box shows up, Halloween Showcase 2023. Mm. I didn't have time to, we've been so busy. I didn't have time to open a lot of my mail packages, so I did today. And I imagine my shock when they gave me Ben's. Oh my God, Ben's big brother. Oh no, Skelly. No, 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 this no. is Skelly, everybody. Now Skelly will be hanging out with me until Christmas. All right, he will be at my desk full time, and he might be on the set a lot. But Skelly, Skelly here, what here? We're gonna put Skelly. I don't know if there. I like this. We'll put Skelly right. You don't like this? You love I, Halloween though. But I mean, it's, we're gonna put Skelly right there. It's July. I'll tell you right, right now. There's nothing I love more than a skeleton and being right at his dick level. <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> so now, and then, well, Home Depot regretting the choices to send oh, me this real God. quick, ain't they? So Skelly's gonna be with me from here on out. But they sent more. You ready? Oh, okay. I didn't. I wasn't prepared for this. I saw Skelly. I didn't see anything else. I got the the lighted Home Depot store. Now this is for too long. Oh. People have had their dumbass Christmas villages. <laughs> Right, where they're like, oh, look, it's snowing, it's Dickens land or whatever. And he was like, that sucks. Guess what I got now? I got my own Home Depot store decked out for Halloween. <laughs> I, I have so many questions, starting with who thought of this? You can look at it. Who in want. the world you can look at, at it. Home Accent Holidays or whoever developed this was like, oh, yeah, people want to display a See, Home Depot at their home. But here's what I love. Well, because, uh-huh. you know, you're going to Home Depot, it's cute, right? Because you're buying all the, you're buying all your decorations. I'm not sponsored by Home if Depot. If I go to somebody's record. house and they have, a Halloween decked out version of Home Depot sitting yeah. on like, but, on, like so, their fireplace. I'm making fun of them. I understand where you're going, but, mm-hmm. and that would be odd. I will admit that would yeah. be odd. But <laughs> stick with me on this. This, I feel like, ladies and gentlemen, we're in a peep situation. Okay. Where, of course, you, you know peeps, they come out of what holiday? 
Easter? Correct. Yeah. They're at Easter. But then guess what Peeps finally said? Yo, running a business based on one holiday sucks. <laughs> we, we, are, we are in the money come Easter, but the rest of the year we ain't making no money. I don't mm. know who owns Peeps. But so they started putting out Halloween Peeps and Christmas Peeps, and now Peeps are everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. The, these people here are clearly the people who make the little Christmas villages you put under your tree, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think what they're saying is we're taking on Halloween as well. I don't think it's just the Home Depot store. I would imagine they also have the haunted house and the pumpkins and the things. So you put that around your, your mantle or whatever. Now, if it was just the Home Depot one, that would be odd. But when you have a village there, as soon as you get like two houses, like, well, they got to have somewhere to go. Okay. Hopefully you get a grocery store. Then well, now they need to build stuff. They need a Home Depot store. So where do you plan on putting this? No, I, probably my desk. Well, I know I just got too much stuff on it. Probably Nick's desk to annoy him. Okay. You know what I mean? That's fair. But then the other so, one. Oh, you got more? A Home Depot branded pumpkin scooper. Oh, that's a good okay. one right Actually, there. No, that's that's a good one when like we're doing that. the when we're doing the Halloween streams and we gotta hollow out the pumpkins. I'm stoked about that. That's really good. Thank so, you, Home Depot. Is it not early for all this? Like we're what in we're July nineteenth. Dude, I was looking at a tree the other day and I saw that the the, the, the leaf was changing color and I got yeah. stoked. Oh, God. I was like, we're so close to Halloween. Do you oh, understand boy. how close we are to ho- pumpkins? I mean, we're, we, again, like I said, it's July. We're at least a few months away from Halloween. We're good. We're I close. feel like this is early. Like, you know how people celebrate Christmas early? Like, people get geared First for the Christmas season early. This is earlier than even that. We're like, we're two months ahead. We're three months ahead of about. But okay, first off, they announce it, and then they can, you know, people buy it early. I think it goes on sale in August for most places, so mm-hmm. you're, you're getting closer there. But people got it. You know how it is. If you show up, and I know you win it because you're a fellow Halloween lover. Of course. If you show up at a Target or you show up at a Home Depot at like October 10th, and you're expecting to get good Halloween stuff, it's over. It's gone. It's been taken. Mm-hmm. You think, you think my Lord and Savior Skelly's still gonna be there? <laughs> All right. You think you're gonna walk in on October 11th and find this monument to Halloween? I feel like you got a shot. I feel like you got a shot of finding Skelly. Skelly! Oh God! Oh, he looks really scary, and Barry does that. I love it. And and imagine now you get to do what? We're on a lot of shows together. Uh Let's just say, on average, P.S. I love you, and then we'll say three. So, like at least four shows. Toss in a kind of Fury five shows Mm -hmm. a week with Skelly and me. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Doesn't that you're like, man, I'm really glad I I, I work here. This is my job now. Uh, now you will have to he will be your he will you are his direct report. Okay. So. I've always I've, I've always wanted somebody under me. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm down, I'm down for this. Man. Yeah. And uh, uh until December, huh? Skelly comes from a red state. Like, right? so oh, like, no. oh no. <laughs> now, I've seen in his eyes. Now, <laughs> now, if that wasn't good enough. Mm. About the mail call. Yeah. I had another package. Oh, we got more? It's a book you helped write. Oh, yeah. Okay, no. This is Video Game of the Year by Jordan Miner. Jordan Miner wrote a book called Video Game of the Year. Everybody, you probably know Jordan from around the internet. Man, you were just shaking that at every camera you yeah. can. Right? <laughs> I'm like, which one is the one? Uh, his official about the offer says Jordan Miner is an entertainment and technology journalist. For years, he was senior editor at Geek.com, and he's currently the editor on the apps and gaming team at PC Mag. He has put together Video Game of the Year, and its official description reads, Breaking down the 40-year history of the world's most popular art form, one video game at a time. Uh, you are one of the people writing little things in here, writing little essays in here. Yeah, so this was really cool. A while ago, Jordan Miner reached out to, uh, to me via email and was like, hey, I'm working on this book called Video Game of the Year, where uh, they go through every year. Well, they, they go through the years of video games, starting with like Pong, right? And they work their way forward. And uh, basically, through a series of entertaining, informative, and opinionated, opinionated critical essays, author and tech journalist Jordan Miner investigates the chrono- in chronological order the innovative, genre bending, and earth shattering games from 1977 
through 2022. Yeah. And so he, he reached out to me via email and was like, hey, I'm working on this book. I'm having a bunch of people do guest blurbs for it. What game would you want to do? And w- oh, first of all, would you be willing to do it? And also, yeah. what game would you want to do? What year would you want to represent? And so uh, I went ahead and I participated. And the thing I like about this book is... You know, he goes through every year, starting with 1977 all the way up until 2022, and he picks a game of the year for that year and writes a whole thing on it. But what I like about it is that the games of the year that he's picking, it's not just what is the best game of the year, right? It is usually some kind of uh, twist on it where 2016, he picks Pokemon Go, and it is the phenomenon of the year, right? And um, 2008, he picks Uncharted 2, and he says the Sony blockbuster of the year. So he's picking games that represent that year, but represent those years in a very special way. You know, I was very surprised. I don't want to ruin the whole book, right? But I was surprised when I got to 2013 and I was expecting Last of Us or I was expecting GTA V. And he writes about Depression Quest, right? And then talks about it as the, the Firestorm game of the year, talking about like what it did for indie games and stuff like that. And so it has very cool, very special angles on each of these games that he's talking about as being the quote unquote game of the year. But then he has people like me, people um, like there's Jess Joho I'm friends with. I'm sure there's plenty of people. I believe Cleef Adams. Including well. New York Times bestselling author Jason Schreier, yeah. Max Scoville, IGN, Rebecca Valentine, IGN, Blessing Adeoye Jr. That's me. Blessing Super Fun Games List. Oh, well, they, they gave the correct... Nah, they gave it kind of funny. I'm just screwing oh, okay. that. <laughs> but yeah, no, plenty of people you know have probably written for this book, and I highly recommend it. I was reading through it uh, a bit yesterday, and I was very enthralled. It's really was, interesting. It's really yeah, interesting. Jordan really did a great job. It. Congratulations, Jordan. Yeah, congrats, Jordan. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. We'll put it up here, too. Now, last but not... I'm kidding. Oh, no, God. No. <laughs> let's actually Lord. do the show. All right, enough about, oh, my God. This desk is just filled with things now. Enough about all that. Let's talk about today's stories, which include a bunch of Activision news, Pikmin 4 is killing it in reviews, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code KindFunny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad-ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you. Our Pikmin 4 review is up right now as a kind of funny games cast. Mike's our lead reviewer. Uh, I also talk about my playthrough of Viewfinder. That is up right now over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. And then can you believe it? Comic-Con is this week and Greg's Woo! got two panels for you. On Thursday night, come hang with Greg, catch the premiere screening of the first episode of Twisted Metal, and perhaps play a game of Kind of Feudy for a giveaway you don't want to miss. It's happening this Thursday at 10 p.m. in room 6DE. And then on Friday, Greg's hosting the GenVid Slate reveal uh, that includes Silent Hill Ascension and special guests from DC and Gearbox at 11.30 a.m. Pacific Time in room 6BCF. And then over on Patreon, there's a new kind of feudy up where I ask the crew to name the best God of War character to take on a road trip. And there's also a new Remember Blank up where we chat about our Pikmin memories. Or really great. Both there. of those episodes are great. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, I want you to go to Patreon. Like, I really appreciated both those. I had fun with them. 1,000%. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Liquid IV, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. 
a baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, Microsoft and Activision Blizzard extend their merger agreement to October. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. And before I even get into it, Greg, are you excited for more months of this? More yeah, months of us talking of about mergers. And I can't wait. It feels like it's gonna calm. This is it's gonna be calm, right? Just, they had the deadline. The it's deadline was a big deal, but they're like, "We're done. It's over. It's done. Right? It's done." They, I mean, PlayStation not, not the CMA has anything to say about it. God damn. Let's get into it again. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft and Activision Blizzard have agreed to extend their merger agreement pending the outcome of negotiations with UK regulators. Both parties will now have until October 18th to finalize the transaction after missing yesterday's original de- deal deadline. Quote. The recent decision in the U.S. and approvals in 40 countries all validate that the deal is good for competition, players, and the future of gaming, tweeted Lu Chang Messervy, Activision Blizzard's CCO and EVP of Corporate Affairs. Quote, given global regulatory approvals and the company's confidence that CMA now recognizes there are remedies available to meet their concerns in the UK, the Activision Blizzard and Microsoft boards of directors have authorized the companies not to terminate the deal until after October 18th, end quote. Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith, not the Mizzou quarterback, not the Mizzou quarterback, says the three-month extension is designed to provide ample time to work through the final regulatory issues. Uh, reading between the lines, it looks like Microsoft and Activision Blizzard are aiming for a lot sooner than October 18th. The CMA also said last week that it will now issue a final order by August 29th. And Microsoft and Activision Blizzard have agreed a termination fee in- increase to $3.5 billion for that same date. That suggests there's a realistic prospect of Microsoft's proposal to the CMA being complete by August 29th. But the company has has a lot longer. Uh, should the regulator the regulator uh, need to need more need to more fully investigate its changes uh, to the terms of the deal? In an internal memo uh, to Xbox employees, Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer says he's optimistic about the acquisition still being finalized. And so, jokes aside, it does seem like things should go smooth until 100 percent i think this is going to be done before october uh before the new deadline they've established even though as we know skelly october is coming up real quick um i do think that yeah this is just they skated past that original deadline because they the cma needs more time so you have to file an extension to get it done once you do don't look at him (laughs) it's hard not to don't worry his eyes light up (laughs) (laughs) you know it's kind of mesmerizing uh available at (laughs) homedepot.com we're not sponsored (laughs) please home depot sponsor us for this uh no but i do think that yeah it'll get done sooner rather than later i think this Mm -hmm. is just the final step in the you know the boring stuff you have to go through instead of uh, talking this to death once again i have a counter question for you what up do you think, and stick with me, because I'm going to ask the question, then explain a bit. Do you think Lulu Chang Maservi, Activision's Blizzard, Activision Blizzard CCO and EVP of Corporate Affairs, is fun to hang out with? Ooh. I feel like you, can, you get to a certain role of corporate America, and I say this, of course, not knowing anyone in corporate America, yeah. and you just can't be fun. Like, you're the, you're the CCO and EVP of Corporate Affairs, like, I feel like that's the kind of job you come home from. And you, don't, you don't get into that job because you love video games. You get yeah. into that job because you're good yeah. at business and you're good what, at handling this type of Yeah, what is Lulu doing on the weekends? You know what I mean? Like, obviously spending time probably with their family. Mm-hmm. Like, are they, I, 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 are they sailors? Are they sailboating kind of people? You know what I mean? Are they just enjoying wine? Not getting drunk, but enjoying wine. I was going to say, what, do the, what, do, what does the upper class do? <laughs> exactly, do we don't fun? know. <laughs> As the serfs, we don't know what's going on above us. But I feel like a Phil Spencer 
mm-hmm. a Jackie T. These people have ascended to the top of the corporate structure where they're fun. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to have a good time with Phil Spencer. We're going to go play games. We're going to hang out. Jackie T, we're going to get some martinis and get a limo, and God knows what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, Lulu feels like an adult in the room. That's the thing is, Lulu, like, Phil Spencer can exist the way Phil Spencer does because he has Lulu. <laughs> Like, Phil Spencer gets to be that cool. I'm going to wear a Crash Bandicoot t-shirt yeah. or whatever. I'm mixing him up with somebody else. Uh, I'm thinking of, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Sean Layden. Layden. Bubsy. I'm, th- oh, I'm thinking okay. of Bubsy. Yeah. But Phil Spencer can come out, wear his video game t-shirts, you know, have have his swag, go up on Giant Bomb, talk about how much he loves certain video games, talk about how, how much he's been playing Starfield for the last year, and talk about his hype for video games, right? Where Lulu is the one that comes out and is like, all right. These are the terms. <laughs> These Lulu are the deals feels like making. the one, yeah, who's going home and still working till 9 30, 10 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. They, they've got something going on they got to finish off. Yeah, there. Lulu gets the job done. Not that Phil Spencer doesn't get the but job here's, done, here's but Lulu start, gets the job here's done. Here's where I argue myself. Now, granted, again, I've never been in a real corporate America structure. I don't count IGN. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. And even, I guess, at IGN, when you went up the corporate ladder, it's not like somebody up there. Well, I guess if you went to the, you know, I'll, I'll, before I shoot myself in the foot and say something too offensively, I'll just stop. Mm. Anyways. <laughs> In this corporate world of Activision Blizzard and the CCO and EVP of corporate affairs, I start thinking of, like, Jerry from Succession. Yeah. But I guess Jerry always seemed like she would be fun to hang out with. Mm. So I don't know. But, like, that's a TV show. Exactly. It's fictionalized. Yeah. But I do love a good martini, and everybody's, she was always drinking martinis. Do you think Lulu's kicking back in a martini? Martinis, yeah. Martinis, is like, that's a... The upper class is drinking martinis. Yeah, like, fancy people are drinking martinis. I love how much we're just fantasizing about what Lulu's up to. <laughs> Hey man, do you want to talk one more fucking time about a deal that's going to happen that continues to waste everybody's time and efforts? What do you think? The fucking Activision is turning on backwards compatible servers right now. They're getting ready for this, man. You, you think Call of Duty is going to be on Game Pass? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I see what you mean. <laughs> not, not the current Call of Duty. God damn it, Skelly. Someone give me Lulu on the phone. Well, Greg. Let's continue talking about what the Activision Blizzard is up to. Story number two, Overwatch 2 There's engagement. more? There's more. It's our first three stories. Overwatch 2 engagement and player investment is declining, Activision Blizzard admits. This is Taylor Lyles at IGN. Overwatch 2's engagement and player investment is declining, the game's publisher Activision Blizzard admits. In its Q2 2023 earnings report, Activision Blizzard revealed its free-to-play shooter has declined sequentially this quarter. However, it thinks the game's next major update, Overwatch 2 Invasion, which releases next month, should help circumvent the issue. Quote, while engagement and player investment in Overwatch 2 declined sequentially in the quarter, the Overwatch team is looking forward to the August 10th release of Overwatch 2 Invasion, the publisher wrote in its earnings report. This will be the largest seasonal update yet, planned to include new PvE story missions, a new game mode, and a new, a new hero progression system, as well as an additional hero, end quote. Overwatch 2 Invasion will introduce the next batch of story missions and is part of the sixth season of the team-based shooter. Now, like I said, the first three stories have to do with Activision Blizzard and a lot of financial stuff because yeah. they, I believe they just did an earnings report. Uh, and so you got a lot of numbers to talk about here. One of the things that I didn't get to include in the story just because I didn't want to um, um, you know, add too much bloat was the fact that they're also having the conversation with Overwatch League and figuring out what the future of that looks like. Um, uh, Activision Blizzard is approaching teams individually and going, hey, you know, are you going to renew your contract? This is how much money you're going to make if you don't review your co- renew your contract. I believe it's about $6 million, $6 million each. Um, but it looks like there's a big chance that the Overwatch League might stop um, going forward, wow. depending on how that pans out. So yeah. Overwatch 2 is in a very interesting place. Greg, precarious position, I would say. Precarious p- uh, position. What does the story do for you? It continues to paint a bleak picture for Overwatch 2. Um, 
you know, Overwatch, we have talked about on a couple different shows, but not, I guess, in a centralized fashion about it, uh, off a story like this, right? Where Overwatch 1 was such a moment. Where it was, so many people were playing that, enjoying it. I always bring up when we were living with Lucy, you know, she had a standing date on Saturday with all her UK friends where they would all play Overwatch. Like, they were that into it. You know, you talk even to you, right? The hundreds yeah. of hours you sunk into Overwatch. The, and I was playing, I mean, early pandemic, I was playing with Lucy and Tamora all the time. Yeah. Doing Overwatch on PlayStation. And it, so it was like one of those things that I remember being on the outside of that, that not being my kind of game, right? I see the, what was wrong? Sorry, What's wrong with Skelly? Skeleton. I just can't stop looking at Skelly. If you can't. Love me with Skelly, you can't love me without Skelly. It's like, I I, say, right? you, like you get into serious talk, and I just look over. Like it's, it's the fact that these are my peripherals. Yeah. I can't escape them from my peripherals. I'm okay. just gonna hold my hand up like this. That's fine. Do you want me to put them down? I'll put them down. I'll keep them. Keep them. Okay, good, good. I can handle. Let me tell you, whenever you want to, do I have some updates on Lulu for you? <laughs> All right, oh, oh Lord. All right, cool. <laughs> I've dug into the social media profiles. I got the Twitter, the Instagram, and Flack open, but I'll get to that later. All right. Um. Anyways. There was so much goodwill and audience and fan base and love of Overwatch and what Overwatch was behind it. And I remember when they announced Overwatch 2, there being that moment of people being like, well, what's different about mm -hmm. it? Okay, the single book. And there was a lot of, this sounds strange, but we believe in Overwatch, so we're excited for it. And they've seen all that pissed away and see it where it is now, where I just do not hear people talk about Overwatch. Yeah. And when I do, no one talks about it in an excited fashion. And that's the thing that shocks me about Overwatch 2, is the fact that Overwatch 1, when that came out, was a revolution. That one game of the year at the Game Awards, I believe, double check me on that, kind of funny, comments if you're wrong, but that won plenty of Game, game Awards as well, right? That was a moment. That was a game that was so good that other games came out that were similar that got shut down because of it, right? Battleborn came out closely to that and could not compete with what Overwatch was. Yeah. Lawbreakers came out like a year after that and couldn't compete with what Overwatch was. Overwatch dominated for a while there, uh, especially when you're talking about a competitive shooter that was fresh, that, you know, had uh, something different to offer that got people in from the character design aspect and how engaging it was just from characters and personality, let alone how good the gameplay was. Overwatch is in my top 20 games of all time. Wow. Like that is a special video game to me. And for so many people, I am shocked by how little I have cared about Overwatch 2 and how little the world has cared about Overwatch 2. For sure. And I think that is that comes down on a lot of different things, but I think especially how Blizzard placed Overwatch 2 as this, we're making this an update, but it's a sequel, but it's not really a sequel. And we're going to add single player, but oh wait, no, actually no, we're not going to add this single player mode that you guys wanted. We're going to do this different thing. The message of Overwatch 2 has been so muddied and messed up, and the hype that I think they could have caught by actually doing a big revamp and actually making something that feels like a sequel as opposed to just another incremental update, I think that opportunity opportunity was, lo was lost in a way where now Overwatch 2 just feels like an update, right? It feels like, I, I was calling it this at launch, and I think it, it rings true even more so, it feels like Overwatch 2.0 and... Like, if you're somebody who's not coming in to Overwatch for, like, the incremental updates, I don't know why you would come in for Overwatch 2. Like, yeah, is 5v5 yeah. multiplayer versus 66 multiplayer that big of a jump to where you're going to jump back in for another 100 hours? Like, are is adding a couple more heroes, is adding a couple more, uh, like, a new mode and, like, a couple more maps enough to bring people in that got tired of playing Overwatch over the course of five, six years I don't think so. I think you needed something bigger than that. And they did not deliver. And now I, we're seeing it reflect in the engagement. And I'm hoping that they're able to turn, turn it around. You know, Overwatch Invasion, this next... Uh, yeah, but I was going to say, I was going to be a question for you. Does, like, they're pointing to this and hoping that does it, right? Like, do you think it will? I mean, I think it can maybe help jumpstart, but 
with what we know is coming in here, right? We know we're going to get new PvE story missions. That's big, right? That's something. That's part of what we've been asking for. A new game mode. That's exciting. A new hero progression system. That's cool. An additional hero. That's cool. Like, this sounds like an Overwatch update, and they're talking about it as being the largest seasonal update yet. It's got to bring the stuff. And I, I, like, honestly, even if it brings the stuff, I don't think it's going to turn things around. I think that's the start of the ship turning. But you're going to need to follow up on that as well. But if it's seasonal, it usually means it's going away, right? So it's yeah. not going to be there to be the thing to, like, you know... I, I, as not being an Overwatch player, I don't know what they could do to Overwatch 2 to make people come back to it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. If you're not interested in what Overwatch 2 is now and you haven't been there and you're not doing your weekly dates anymore, does Invasion really move the needle to go, oh, I should come back for that? I mean, probably not. Again, yeah. like, I think it has, to, it has to be the start of adding in way more, right? And like those, The way I read seasonals more so... Like every season, I think you're going to get a big, big update. But I think yeah. all the stuff here is staying, right? At least you're, the additional heroes for sure are going to stay. The game mode and the um, progression system is going to stay. The PVE story missions, I'm a bit more fuzzy on. But again, those have to be more than what we've gotten in the past for Overwatch. Because Overwatch has had fun um, co-op PVE stuff, like Horde mode stuff, where it is, oh, here's Junkertown's like, Halloween mission. Or here's like a, season, a, like, a, 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 a um, limited uh, time mission that is... You taking out NPCs or your friends. It has to be more than that. Like I, I sure. got, I get over those modes pretty quickly. Sure. I want something substantial, and I'm hoping they're able to deliver that with these PVE stuff. Because them announcing that they're not doing the other single player content or um, PVE content that they announced, again, feels like they keep dropping the ball on this. But I don't know. I like. I want to like, say I have hope, but I don't have that much hope. That's <laughs> the thing is, I feel like they shot themselves so much in the foot by promising single player and then taking it away. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's such a hard thing to overcome. So even here, where you're talking about it, it's going to include the new PVE story missions. Like mm -hmm. that. That isn't what you originally sold people on for this. And I don't know if that audience is looking for it. And again, we talk about it all the time. There's just so many other games to play. There's so many other things you could be playing right yeah. now. Uh, breaking news. Do -do 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 some Blizzard games are coming to Steam starting with Overwatch 2 on August 10th. Oh, very interesting. Very relevant. Cool. Very interesting. Very relevant. Yeah. I mean, this, this is interesting. Um, I think it's cool for people that... I know the, the PC space for a while has been a bit like... I don't know if divide is the right word, right? But the idea of having all these different launchers to launch all these different games is annoying. You know, that was the big thing when Epic Game Store came through and people were like, I got to download another, an, another thing. Um, and what do they do, though? They downloaded rolled it anyway. Over, <laughs> they rolled over and showed their belly, just like I told you you would, you PC cowards. But yeah, I think having uh, games available for more launchers is a good thing, you know, especially if you're somebody who has their whole friends list. Oh, what, are you, what are you doing, Skelly, right now? Skelly wants some coffee. Uh, Skelly's tires. <laughs> Skelly's tie tie. Uh, having all this PC <laughs> game and talk to put him to sleep, you know what I mean? It's what killed him in the first place. <laughs> but yeah, having, the, having more games available on Steam so you can play with your friends list, more convenient for more people. Of course. So cool. And it's cross play. Yeah, yeah. Probably. So I mean, yeah, you get a whole new, you get more people in there. Hopefully, you get that boost. It's whatever he's always looking yeah. for with these kind of free to play games. Of let's get you in, let's get you through the door, let's get off. Greg, you say there's too many games, too many other games to play. One of those games is Call of Duty. Story number three: Call of Duty is bringing billions for Activision, but player numbers are down. This is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. Call of Duty has around 90 million monthly players, with half of all Call of Duty engagement on mobile. Activision Blizzard has revealed the importance of Call of Duty was at the heart of the FTC's failed attempt to block the deal with Sony boss Jim Ryan drafted in to highlight the phenomenal uh, popularity of the shooter series. Call of Duty, it was argued, is the world's premier shooter, and not even EA with its Battlefield series can compete. 
New financial figures released today by Activision Blizzard show why Call of Duty causes so much of a fuss. Activision revenue grew 17% year over year for the three months, god dang, uh, ending June 30th, with operating income up a whopping 80% year over year. All this was driven by growth across the Call of Duty franchise, Activision Blizzard said. Premium Call of Duty sales, uh, most of these will be for last year's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, grew sharply year over year. Second quarter in-game net bookings, that's DLC and microtransactions, were higher than both the first quarter and the year the year ago period, uh, with Season 3 being the highest grossing Modern Warfare 2 in-game season to date, driven by a strong community response to gameplay enhancements and the new Black Cell Battle, uh, Battle Pass offering, Activision Blizzard said. Activision Blizzard overall generated $1.5 billion uh, from DLC and microtransactions during the quarter, up 30% year on year. This figure will have been boosted by the massive early June launch of Diablo 4, which includes an in-game cosmetics shop, uh, but Call of Duty microtransactions will have made up uh, the bulk of the total. Call of Duty Mobile engagement and net bookings, meanwhile, were described as a stable year over as stable year over year. Lifetime worldwide consumer spending on Call of Duty Mobile since its October 2019 launch uh, passed three billion dollars in the second quarter. Activision said, despite the success of Call of Duty, Activision's own monthly active users uh, figure for the quarter was down year on year by two million to ninety two million. Uh, Activision MAUs, that's monthly active users, have fallen dramatically following the launch of Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2.0, which fueled a, a 111 million MAU total for the three months to December 31st, 2022. A lot of numbers, Greg. A lot of numbers explaining once again why uh, this fight has been so fierce for this, right? Yeah. I mean, granted, there's a whole argument about mobile and yada 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 from the PlayStation side, but in general, Call of Duty and Activision Blizzard is a cash cow. And so to take that on and get that revenue and have these streams, uh, you know, and the, the worry to own them and have them as a monopoly is a big deal. And yeah. So it should be investigated, it should be chased, it should be talked about. And I mean, you mentioned the mobile thing, right? That's half of Call of Duty's engagement. Yeah. And so again, that continues to make sense, that it that continues to ring true when you, re when you read into these numbers. Um, and yeah, like Call of Duty, it's does it surprise you how long Call of Duty has been such a force in 100%. that it's not I, I don't want to say it's not buckled because I think there are a few points there where, you know, it was I well mid twenty tens. I, I mean like I would stop I would stop and say uh -huh. just I, I don't think it's buckled. You don't think so? I think I remember at IGN and I remember as soon as, you know, really Call of Duty took off with what, Modern Warfare, the original, right? Or Call of Duty Four. I'm not a big Call of yeah, Duty Call guys, of Duty, you know. Modern Warfare. Yeah, with with the nuke and you dying. That was always the one that right. I remember at every year when it would be the new number, the biggest entertainment launch, this, that, the other, we'd always have this conversation on GameScoop or just in the office of like, this will eventually end. There ha when will it when will the next one not perform as much? When will it that da 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 da? And I think if anything, like the success of Call of Duty just became background noise where it'd be easy to sit there and be like, oh, I don't hear that much about it or I don't think it's as big as it was. And it's like, it's bigger than ever. It's still huge. It's still crushing numbers like this. And sure, there's been dips and stuff like that, but there's been critical receptions that have gone all over the place. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. But it just hasn't fallen off. And it I really felt like it was going to fall off at some point. And that's, and my, thing with, that's my thing with the dips though, right? Is that, you know, I think during Black Ops or not Black Ops, during Call of Duty, like ghosts, uh, like PS4, mid ps4 era there were some there there were some um entries where it's like all right like this is making money right it's still one of the best-selling games of the year if not the best-selling game of the year but this entry might not not have sold as much as this last entry whereas now call of duty has 
weirdly enough been revitalized in a way where now you have Call of Duty Mobile that's yep. making so much money. Now you also have Call of Duty Warzone, Warzone, which is another pillar on top of base Call of Duty, which are all now making tons and tons and tons tons of money. It feels like Call of Duty can't be stopped. And it feels like, yeah, to your point, even though it feels like it's happening in the background a lot, a, a lot of the time, it's still, it still feels, I think, to me, more present than even the other games that we talk about being in the background. Something like GTA V, which we, oh, know sure. is make, we know is making money like crazy, right? We're not reading it on the top fives anymore of the MPD, but like I'm sure it's still top 20, <laughs> right, when you read through it. Yeah. Um, well, given month, too, it'll be top 10, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, Call of Duty continues to just dominate. Always be at the top. Always be, always be at the always top. Be the thing. So it's almost like, you know, in that conversation where it's like, you kind of just go, you know, oh man, PlayStation, Xbox are always battling for, and well, Nintendo's doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. Nintendo's incredibly successful and they're on top and they're this, that, and the other, but it's not really in the same race we're talking about, right? Yeah. Where I think it's the same thing of this, where it's like, talk about best selling games of the year you, or month or whatever, you get excited for the non Call of Duty game because it's just boring that it's there. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, another one that, yes, it's there. And again, to your point, like, even if one of, like, it, Call of Duty reminds me so much of what we try to do kind of funny and to have all these different, you know, Imagine a stool and we have all these different legs of revenue that we're trying to keep going, all these different verticals, right? So that if one of them ever went down, if tomorrow Patreon <laughs> did something stupid, like they ever would do that, and changed everything and people didn't want to use the platform, we'd be able to survive while we figure it out, right? Like, obviously, Call of Duty and Activision Blizzard are not just trying to survive, but it is this idea that, yeah, there is mobile, there is Warzone, there is the yeah. AAA yearly annual release that from these studios that are cycling through and doing these, you know amazing games that find an audience that have an audience that are the people who just want to play that who just own the pc the xbox the playstation for that and maybe two other games a year but are on warzone nonstop. yeah because it is that funny thing of you know uh I'm, i've been talking to my dad a lot about video games and i try to explain it uh and his partner's here right and i talked to her about it and it's that conversation of like you know for the youth Right. When I run into a kid that's obviously older than Ben, but like, you know, a teen or a preteen or whatever, it is that conversation of, oh, how many victory royales do you have in Fortnite? Oh, do you like Minecraft? And usually you're going to hit at least on one of those for sure. But then you get up to that other thing where you get into the upper echelon of like, you know, young working uh, gamers, right? Or whatever. And it is that thing of like, oh, yeah, like I, my, you know, my son or my husband or whatever, or, you know, oh, my daughter loves to play this or, and they are start talking to like, if they don't immediately name off like, a game we know and love or that makes them a gamer like somebody who would listen to the show mm -hmm. it's usually going to be oh they love call of duty or oh they're doing this or yeah they play warzone every night oh him and his friends from high school still play call of duty they still play warzone they still play whatever yeah it's it's really impressive to see like how long they've been this dominant with call of duty and to the point in the article as well where they talk about you know it was argued is the world's premier shooter and not even ea with this battlefield series can compete i know we've talked about this a little bit with playstation multiplayer stuff but like no one can any can no anybody compete? compete? Like, can anybody ever compete with Call of Duty? It's again, as far as a first-person shooter. It's one of those things where we had a conversation yesterday on the kind of funny games cast. Yeah, at the end of it, right, where we were talking about Zelda being an eleven out of ten. Yeah, and how if another developer or another game could do that kind of thing, and it's back to it of I just don't. It, 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 this is comparable, not in terms of the quality of the games. I'm not saying Call of Duty is eleven out of ten or whatever, even though obviously it's a fantastic shooter. It's more the fact that like. Call of Duty is a staple. Call of Duty has this history and this lineage, and it is these people who are playing Warzone right now, you know, uh, when they get home from work or into the wee hours with people from high school. They're doing that because they did that in their college dorm rooms. They did that in high school. They played these things. They had LAN parties, whatever it is. And so to launch a new IP to compete with Call of Duty, it's like, of course, good luck, go get them, but you're talking about starting a 
I think, decade-long process yeah. of making that IP matter. And, like, you have to put in the work to get there because Call of Duty wasn't always this. Call of Duty was always a, a big game, but it wasn't this mo movement. And back to, like, what we're talking about of, like, how it can be background noise. Like, it used to be such a big deal when the new call, the first Call of Duty uh, commercial would drop. What celebrity do they get? What are they doing? Blah, blah. I remember the one where they had a bunch of YouTube influencers. Like, Dude, I mean, the Black Ops commercials used to be my favorite ones because yeah. that was the one where it would be a bunch of celebrities and they would kill each other and you would see like the chain reaction of somebody killing the next person. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I don't see those commercials anymore, which then of course makes it feel not like a thing. Kind of, I always talk about like Halo used to stop the world when they launched a new Halo. Like mm -hmm. Call of Duty was a big deal like that where, but the market is just, so flooded with video games that if you don't want to pay attention to it, you don't have to, but it's still doing this. And so yeah. to put out a new IP, like, are you ever going to have as clear a runway to make an impression as Call of Duty has? No, that's just not where we're at anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I think nowadays it has to be a Fortnite situation yeah. where it is, oh, we caught, we caught something here. And now overnight you are, be, you are this number one thing in the world. Right. And like with Fortnite, that was them adapting in all the right ways yeah. and figuring and having the power of epic behind them yeah, right and unreal and having a hold but even that. then i would say like you know fortnite paid its dues yeah. right where it did it, it launched as a completely different game was it gonna be a failure they did this mode and then the mode found an audience and then it was it wasn't that we went from hey it's uh, uh save the world mode right and mm -hmm. now it's oh people like battle royale all right cool next season's marvel yeah, it was no, no, no. We did a whole bunch of stuff and slowly built to get to a thing to then become, you know, become the the biggest thing going, right? The biggest thing going compared to Call of Duty or vice versa, depending on what stat we're looking at. Exactly. Exactly. Greg. Yeah. Before we get into our story number four, only people out there know about Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Over on Patreon.com, you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Y'all know how much I love to stay hydrated and Liquid IV makes it easier and better than ever to ensure that I'm always living my best, most hydrated life. And you can too. Liquid IV, the number one powered hydration brand in America is now available in sugar-free with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone. And you can keep your daily routine exciting with three new flavors white peach green grape and lemon lime let me tell you the white peach is good it's real good we hear it kind of funny swear by this stuff one stick of liquid iv in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone real people real flavor real hydrating now sugar-free grab your liquid iv hydration multiplayer sugar-free in bulk nationwide at costco or get 20 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code kind of funny at checkout that's 20 percent off anything you order when you use promo code kind of funny at liquidiv.com so go for what it. i have for you of course <laughs> is the update on lulu chang misurfy oh right? okay because we had the question earlier post post in the show do we think lulu would be cool to hang out with or a buttoned up corporate suit type? Mm -hmm. her instagram private so I can't okay. help you there. Also, zero posts, so I'm not too worried about it. Unless that's what it says when you're private. I don't know. Twitter public, though, right? Mm -hmm. And so the Twitter is very much, okay, cool. A lot of Activision Blizzard stuff. Like, there's not many personal things going on. Like, hey, I had a cool martini, and I went to a wine tasting, and now I'm, in, I'm surfing or whatever. Uh, but Lulu does run something called Flack. Get flack.com. What is flack? Flack is a term for a person who handles PR and communications, as well as a term for incoming fire. It is also, therefore, the name of this substack, which will cover both of the topics. 
With this blog and newsletter, I'll propose a new playbook for communications with the objective of helping you win uh, over the people who matter without wasting time or, or inducing cringe. I hope you'll subscribe and join the thousands of others on the list. And then Lulu has a whole bunch of different articles up here. Did bad PR sink C- CNN, CNN CEO? Please just take the check mark away. Um, build your fan base using the K-pop. And then I can't read it or whatever. Mm. And so like, Lulu are creative over here. Yeah. Lou, I appreciate Lulu this. This is an entrepreneur. This is a wrinkle I didn't see coming. Like yeah. I said, I thought Lulu would go home, have to work on stupid Activision Blizzard deals at night. She, no, Lulu's going home and making flack over here, running her own little side Yo, hustle. Shout out to Lulu. Right? Yeah. I followed her on Twitter. Let's see. Lulu, this is your chance to impress me and my son, Skelly. <laughs> your son? <laughs> what about your real son? <laughs> I said he's Ben's big brother. <laughs> All right. Ben's still in the, Ben's not reading flack. Me and Skelly are. Oh, uh, that's why I, actually what I was going to ask when he came back from ads is... is is Ben going to be okay with this new oh, no, older I mean, brother? Well, you know, this is going to be my work son. <laughs> oh, I, can't no. do, I can't deprive you guys of Skelly. I, I mean, are you, is Ben going to know that you have another work son? I mean, at some point, obviously, Ben's going to walk in here. And he's going to see Skelly wearing his clothes. And there's going to be some <laughs> questions, all right? But I will, I will cross those bridges when the time comes. It's just a, I've heard people, I've heard, like, scenarios where people have, like, a work wife or whatever and that stuff gets weird and that stuff gets ins- kind of insane in some yeah. cases the fact that you have a work son is really fucking listen funny. i need and somebody a skeleton need, someone <laughs> needs to take t- care of skelly right first off look at the scoliosis he's got going on in the back here skelly stand up straight this is not what you want here skelly you know yeah it's not necessary but listen if we don't nurture and take care of skelly who will scare joey noel because you know that's the best part of this now Good point. Jo- Joey, can you get something from the closet? Skelly's there. <laughs> With his glowing eyes. Hey, Joey, uh, you're going home late tonight? Skelly's underneath the car. You know what I mean? Underneath the car. I'm underneath there, too, that, so I can push Skelly out. Oh, that doesn't seem safe at all. It seems eh, like what could mistake. go wrong? I mean, a few things, yeah. Get your head back. <laughs> Story number four. Pikmin 4 reviews are up right now. Uh, we got a review roundup for you. Like I said earlier, uh, Kind of Funny Gamescast is up, and it's our Pikmin 4 review with Snowbike Mike he does as a great the lead job. reviewer. He does an excellent job for somebody who is new to the Pikmin franchise, and he gives the excellent perspective of somebody who is coming in fresh. Pikmin 4 is his first Pikmin, and he has a lot to say about it. In fact, he gave it a 4 out of 5. <gasps> Just like... Actually, no, I don't, none of my reviews are given a four out of five. I thought I had a perfect transition. Turns out I didn't. But Jade Griffin at. If anybody I, gave it an eight, you're pretty good. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't have no, no, nobody gave no, it an eight. Uh, <laughs> on Metacritic right now, sitting at an 88. On Open Critic, it's also sitting at an 88. Jade Griffin at IGN gave it a nine out of 10 and says, like the three wonderfully weird mainline games before it. Pikmin 4 has once again captured my heart uh, with its charming creatures that fearlessly follow commands regardless of their own well-being. The difficulty leans a bit too uh, too much toward the easy side, but all new features like ability upgrades, a pair of new Pikmin, and our loyal sidekick, Ochi, uh, Owachi? I'm going to say Ochi, uh, add some variety to the traditional gameplay by offering options other than the grab-and-throw Pikmin formula of the past. Coupled with the largest number of enemies to battle, treasures to collect, and awesome post-game content that incorporates uh, some great callbacks to the earlier games, I'm left with not just a positive outlook on Pikmin 4, but the direction the series is heading as a whole. Cal Hilliard at Game Informer gave it a 9 out of 10 and says Pikmin may never rise to the top of the Nintendo heap and it's probably unfair to expect it ever could, but the latest Pikmin is the best effort yet. And then Sam Loveridge at GamesRadar gave it 4.5 out of 5 stars and says Pikmin 4 isn't just another Pikmin game. Nintendo has taken the formula and twisted it by adding new challenges, ways to play, and a whole new character. It's cute and packs a great RTS punch despite multiple ways to make it more approachable overall. 
Greg, an 88 on Metacritic and OpenCritic. Way higher than I would have even assumed. Dang good. Yeah. Really yeah. good. Who had this in the league? Ooh, that's a really good question, actually. I'm not sure. Kindoffunny.com. That sounds like a Janet joint. I'm going to guess Janet. So these reviews, stellar. Mike's review, stellar. Mm -hmm. You and I, not Pikmin players. Did this motivate you to play Pikmin 4? Mike has it in his thing. Insider trading. It's, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> no wonder he gave it a four out of five. <laughs> He's like, I if I can score goes to the open critic. <laughs> yeah, but he could influence hearts and minds. You know how he yeah, does it. Exactly. Um, I I wish I was a Pikmin person. I just don't think it's for me. You know, the more I see uh, the more I watch gameplay, again, I appreciate it. I respect it. Not every game is gonna be for every person, obviously. Sure. And so like I don't have to be a Pikmin person, obviously. But like I'm really surprised and like I what about you? Are you gonna play it? Everything I hear about it and, and see about it in Mike's description of it makes me go, oh, man, this does sound interesting. This does sound something I'd like to tinker with on my Switch. The problem is I don't feel like I'm going to tinker with anything on my Switch until I beat Zelda, and I don't oh, see me yeah. doing that anytime soon because this is the trap I'm in, right? We've talked about this in the show as well, but, like, going to Comic-Con tomorrow, lots of Switch time there at the airport on the plane, right? And I'm like, yes, let's do it. Let's play Zelda. Let's keep moving forward. I said this is a forever game. Me and Brian did the Let's Plays. It was easy to jump back into yada, yada, yada. And then... Mike mentioned Dave the Diver, and I was like, oh, I do have that on Steam Deck. Maybe I'm like, no, no, Zelda. And so this is the same thing of like, mm. I'm going to download it to my Switch. And every time I turn on the Switch, I'm going to see it there. But I got to be like, no, no, Zelda. I got I to gotta commit till I roll credits on Zelda. Yeah. I mean, Dave the Diver for me was kind of a reminder of, man, I, I do have sort of a lane <laughs> when it comes to video games that I play and like. Did Dave, you not like Dave the Diver? I, I just couldn't get into the flow. I couldn't sure. get into it. And again, that's just it not oh, being yeah, yeah. my type of thing, right? I'm not really a management sim kind of person um, or diving. Or fish out like none of the none of the things that they do in Dave the Diver sure. is like, oh, my this is what kind I like of thing. Doing a game, yeah. But I do I I do love the fact it that ain't I was about watching. getting nude and getting into a mech. You ain't about it, huh? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not taking all my off all my clothes and hop into a mech. I ain't playing it. <laughs> um, but I really appreciate and was interested in Dave the Diver because of the trailer, right? Because they showed all these different things that you're doing in that game, and that seemed interesting to me. Once I got my hands on it, I was like, okay. I get what I, I see what this it, is. But it ain't my jam. I respect it, but it ain't my jam. Um, same with Pikmin. And I feel like I can only have so many of those before like I just overwhelm myself or I burn myself out. Yeah. And so for me, the game that I'm waiting on that is not my jam, but I want to try it out because it seems really cool is Baldur's Gate 3. Ah. I want to try that because like that is um, I forget, the Divinity Original Su uh, Sin yeah, yeah. 2 uh, studio. Larian. Larian, thank you. I know how talented Larian is. I remember the launch of Divinity Original Sin 2 and how into it my friends were. And they got me in for a session and I fell off. But I, again, it was that thing where I really respected what they were doing. And since then, I became, I've become more of a tabletop role-playing game person. Right? Sure. I think I'm more receptive to this style of RPG. Get to roll the dice. Yeah, I want to roll the dice and see, what my, see my chances play out. But uh, yeah, like I'm, in, I'm into the idea and I want to give that a shot. Right? And making... Oh, yeah. Not making the promise to myself that I'm going to get into it, but at least I want to give it a shot. I want to For try. Sure. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at in terms of my, you know, my experimentation phase of video games currently. But then also I have things that are coming out that are more my jam that I want to play. Stray Gods is coming out in like beginning of August. Yeah, I'm something inter like that, yeah. interested in that. Um, there are some games I've, games I've gotten codes in for, right, that like are more my jam that I want to play and For spend sure. more time with. And so that that's sort of taking up uh, that space that a Pikmin 3 or um, like a Dave the Diver would, would fill up. And so, yeah, I just don't got time for it. I feel you. What it comes I feel down you. To. But shout out to Pikmin 4 for coming out. Indeed. Doing it. Good job, everybody. Story number five 
Insider suggests Resident Evil 9 is releasing in 2025. This is James Trotton at The Gamer. The Gamer. On the Snitchers Discord, one community member... <laughs> one community member asked prominent horror leaker Dust Golem if they know when Resident Evil 9 is launching, to which they replied, quote, 2025, I'll say that much, though it'll probably be announced next year, end quote. Dust claims that a big Capcom game will be announced at the end of this year, which is set to launch in fall 2024, though it's unclear what this big game is. On the gaming leaks and rumors subreddit, some speculate that it might be a new Monster Hunter game, which is rumored to be appearing at the Game Awards, while others hope that it's a Dino Crisis remake. Probably not, but we can always dream. This is definitely one of those take it with a grain of salt of course. situations. That said, like Resident Evil 9 in 2025 lines up with yeah, of the cadence of Resident Evil. Like, We've yeah. gotten to Resident Evil pretty much every two years. For a while, I think there was like I think they might have stacked up with two or two remake and three remake. But aside from that, there has been a consistent cadence with Resident Evil, and we just got Resident Evil Four remake, which would mean that theoretically the next one that they put out probably a new version, probably a new game. Um, what I find more interesting, honestly, is the Monster Hunter thing. It's what we talked about recently on one of the shows, right? Where it's time. Or it was me and Tim doing the one on one, I guess, where we were talking about Monster Hunter in the f- future, right? And I'm like, we have hit the point now where no matter what the next showcase is, the next press conference is like monster hunter will be on that bed. Monster hunter world two will be on the table every time. I think yeah. game Awards is what I think I was saying on uh, the games cast where we were predicting stuff, but it's time. Let's get hype. Let's go. Let's, let's see what they got. I'd be, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm in. Yeah. How do you feel about Capcom in general? Cause we talk about all the time that man, they're, they're in their cap God stage right now, right? They're putting out bangers. Yeah. They just put out Exoprimal, which I've not seen as much reception for yeah, Exoprimal. Yeah, that seemed like more middling, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, I, I'm, for the little bit of Exoprimal I've played, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've not gotten to get deep into it, mainly because I've not gotten to get my friends to play with me. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate it for being a new thing and a new IP and a different idea. And I, seeing some of the reception of Exoprimal, I get a little concerned with them not getting a hit with a new IP and then going back to, all right, Resident Evil and remakes and Monster well, Hunter. Well, going back to, they never left. True. Right? Like, this yeah. was definitely a shot. And I think, personally, the reception is right on par with what I thought we would get based on everything we saw at every show, every trailer, every showcase, whatever for it. Where I was always like, okay, well, Earth Defense Force-y kind of dinosaur thing, whatever. Like, that doesn't seem great. And then mm-hmm. it didn't seem great. doesn't seem like it's been receptive. Uh, I don't think they were ever going to break away. And like, we're going in all in on new IPs and moving that kind of thing away. Yeah. I mean, for sure. But I, I, I think it's, it's the thing of, I would like to see them do more new IP because they've done such a good job with their existence. Oh, you're not using that scratcher, but you're going to put that on the pumpkin. You're going to carve a pumpkin with that. Who's going to, well, first off, and we're gonna I, I didn't put pump- it down my shirt. <laughs> I didn't put it down my shirt. Yeah. But you, then, yeah, you're not going to eat anything. Like a scoop out of the pumpkin. You're going to, you're not going to make a so pumpkin. It's going to sit around for four months. So you're worried about what's going to happen. Listen, you got, you definitely got like skin cells on the back of your shirt or whatever. Oh, no. no, you don't think so? No. When was the last time we washed that shirt? It's what the hell? It came out of the clean clothes today. All right. I'm just saying. You wearing your shirts multiple times? Sometimes. Oh yeah, my yeah. shirts went. I don't sweat that much. On and off for me. No. Yeah. yeah. We get it blessed. You have zero uh, body fat. I mean, I'm I'm getting there a little bit. I I stepped on the oh, scale. You had, a, you had a big weekend. All right. Ate big. I did have a big week. Oh, man, I ate so big this weekend. It was great. But yeah, like at Capcom, I they they've done such a good job with their existing stuff and remaking things and giving us sequels to things and like working with the IP that they have that I would like to see them do more new IP stuff. That's why I really was appreciative of 
both exoprimal even though from the get-go like at that first appearance of exoprimal yeah, yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. okay whatever i thought was, i thought this was down to crisis but as i got my hands on it i, I did when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Get more excited because the gameplay is actually pretty fun. Um, there's that new game that I keep forgetting the name of it, but it's the strategy action game that looks really weird. Uh, it's like kind of like a fantastical Japan that it takes place in. It was at Xbox's game showcase. That's how weird it was that like me describing it is not ringing a bell. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah it... That game also looks weird and doesn't strike me as this is going to be, be the next big hit, but it is a new IP from uh, uh, Capcom that I got hopes for, but okay. we'll see. Path, Path of Goddess. I believe it was Path of Goddess. That actually... That actually Good job, up. Gregory Mansour. Yeah. If you saw a gameplay of it, you'd, re you'd recognize it, but we'll see, man. We'll see. We will see. Story Go number six. Get him, Capcom. Eventually make a new Mega Man. Firewall Ultra. Has a release date, Greg. Wow, I missed this. Yeah, this comes directly from the PlayStation blog. Ever since we announced Firewall Ultra, the next evolution of the Firewall franchise, last year here on the PlayStation blog, the outpour of encouragement from the community has been nothing short of amazing. The pure excitement in all your comments, messages, tweets, and posts have us all even more motivated to make the game as great as it can be. Which is why we're so excited to debut our new gameplay trailer featuring fresh PvP gameplay footage. To cap off the excitement, today we're thrilled to announce that pre-orders are officially live for Firewall Ultra starting today with a launch date of August 24th, 2023. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Dust off your PlayStation VR 2, everybody. Are you going to? Uh, no, that seems pretty close to Starfield. I'll probably hopefully be working on a Starfield review then. God, I hope so. Right. I hope we get Starfield tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice, right? I would love as much contact. Uh, contact, I'm reading off things. Uh, we'll definitely do, you know, streams for it, obviously. I would imagine at launch, we'll jump in there. Uh, the Jabroni boys and me get in there and, and tear some up. But we went to the preview event. We played this. Yeah. Of course, loved Firewall Ultra. Or no, Firewall, Firewall Zero, Hour. Zero Hour. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, and this, you know, jumping into this one was like, okay, cool. I do miss the gun. I do miss oh, the yeah. gun. I, I heard yeah. uh, people are 3D printing versions of the guns that you could get and you could do it and like, I probably feel like that would be the ultimate way to play this. So I should actually Google right now and look into that and buy one. Yeah, I got. I I, I want this thing to come out and do good. I want like I feel like PSVR two, the any excitement that there was for it is already like gone. And I know as soon as I say that, there's gonna be comments that are like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm playing Synapse right now." Yeah, but, PSVR two is the biggest thing ever. Yeah, but the fact that you have this first party thing, like a PlayStation Studios thing, I should say coming out for it and you put out a date it's just a random wednesday and i've like i had to seek this out <laughs> like i like yeah. i i almost missed this also greg um i don't know i feel like there should be more a, a little bit more excitement for it 
I agree. I, I think maybe it's because we are on the negative side of it. We're not excited about PlayStation VR 2. You know, I, I've started Synapse, played it for a couple hours or an hour. I forget what it was. And I got a little motion sick. And I was like, cool, put it down. Mm-hmm. Put the PlayStation VR 2 back in the, I guess the thing is still underneath the TV out there in the office. Uh, but like, that was me turning it back on and jumping in and going, okay, cool. Yep. So it's like, for me, it's this in Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord. And I'm way more excited for Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord. Shocking nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm still going to try this and jump in there. I'm, I'm, my Google isn't finding anything to buy the a 3D printed attachment for it. So if there if that exists, please tweet it at me. I just spit a bit because I I got out of, I got I got salivating for some reason. It looks like uh when you lean forward, it looked like Scully was scratching your back. Right now, it looks like he has his hand on your shoulder. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> uh, final news story. Story number seven. Neopets announces independency. This is Jeffrey Russo <laughs> at Games Industry. Sounds like they've been like emancipated from in- their parents. Who are you on Independence Day, July 19th? <laughs> July 19th. Neopets has announced that it is now an independent company. The firm shared the news in a statement detailing its new direction for the team. The web-based game platform was, was previously under Jumpstart Games, shuttered last month. Neopets also said that while it operated at a loss for more than a decade, in 2023, it raised $4 million from investors. It said the investment will go towards reviving the brand. Quote, we are thrilled to be working together as one unified team guided by principles of transparent communication and community-centric product development, said the company. We want to create games that the Neopets community will love, and that means listening closely to what users have to say. Uh, End quote. Additionally, the announcement said that there are no plans to use NFTs or cryptocurrency technology in the world of Neopets mobile game. Greg, were you ever the right age for Neopets? No, 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 no. No, I was. Yeah? Yeah. Does this do it for you? I was, I mean, no, but. They're they're free, they're independent. (laughs) I mean, shout out to Neopets for becoming independent. That's cool. The Neopet that's second to the left, I believe believe it was called like a lupus or something. Uh That was one of the ones I owned. That was my favorite one. I miss them. Um, I don't even, like, I'm so out of Neopets, I don't even know. Was it a toy? No. Was it a game? So mm-hmm. it was like kind of like Pokemon, but like a website, like online. Okay. This is back in 2003, 2002. Okay. You know, like this is like more older internet, at least compared to current internet. Sure, sure. Um, and you would go, you would log on every day. You would um, like adopt these Neopets that, again, were like Pokemon. They're just these fake animals that were really cute. And you would take care of them, feed them, pet them. Play mini, you play a bunch of different flash games on this website to then okay. earn currency so that you can buy things for them. And so it's, it, it was, I would say it was a pretty ahead of its time for what it was doing, right? It was kind of like just this, uh, yeah, Pokemon Tamagotchi ish. I am taking care of this pet and I'm playing mi- um, mini games on the side. I did not know it was still going, I did not know it was still a thing. I thought that it would have gone away forever ago. Um, shout out to them. Gaining independency. I don't know how you do Neopets in 2023. I would think that for sure it's a mo- it'll be a mobile app. It'll be a sure. mobile thing. Sure. Maybe you do a Pokemon Go type scenario where you're going around the world collecting Neopets. I think that'd be a strong direction for it. But do they even have the money for that? Do, would a Niantic or somebody even have the investment for that? I don't know. Like that doesn't even seem big enough to get to get there. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I hope they live. I, I want to see Neopets come back and do something yeah, cool. I like Neopets, Neopets as a kid. Do your thing. Now, hold on, Barrett. I just sent you a tweet from Justin Hendricks. It says, Etsy has lots of 3D printed stocks. Look at this fucking thing. Whoa. You go into the streets cool with hell. that, the cops are putting you down. <laughs> All right? You, you, <laughs> you got to make sure. I paint that thing orange as soon as I got it. They want $95 for that. 
Now only only ninety five dollars. And it looks like that looks like a full. It looks like rifle. a real weapon. There, when you click through and look at it, there are other ones in here. There's one here for forty three bucks. There's one here for a gun face VR one, magnetic split gun for PlayStation VR two. There are options here. Yeah, I'm not buying one of these unless they look more fake. Because <laughs> uh, I got, got this one. Right? That, looks, that, looks pretty, that looks pretty fake. Is that a scythe? What is that? I, th- I think it's no, oh, the shoulder. It's just the shape. So it's, so it's, you got it when you're going like this one. We're looking. Yeah, at, see, we're looking at one, gun face VR for sixty dollars right now. That one looks like a toy. I would get it. The one that looks like a real life weapon. That one's staying away from me. No, I do not want to be that associated with that. That's like the one that's like you have a date over, and that's a hard one to explain. Yeah, it's like, oh no, I like this game. Are you into machine guns? No, no, no. I'm into PlayStation VR too. Yeah, I put on this helmet and then I shoot people, and you're like, wait, you do what? <laughs> yeah, this is a bear showing it on screen. If you're a video watcher, the gun face VR that doesn't look as real. Yeah, it's got a magnetic split there. You gonna get it? You know, I need to look at the budget and see if I can slip it past him. But it seems like a... Is this, you yeah. get this on the kind of funny dollar? I would fucking buy this on my own. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you're the Firewall You're the firewall Ultra fan. So, I mean, I, I, yeah, I probably should then so I can review it, right? Support small companies. <laughs> support us. <laughs> me, me not buying it supports us, a small company as well. Craig. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you look like using this gun phase VR controller while wearing your VR heads in the office. But the release of Firewall Ultra is just so far away. If I wanted to know what's coming out to Mom and Grop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Skelly! Out today. That was really good, Barrett. We got Maquette for Xbox Series X and Xbox One. Oh. Gunsmith Simulator Early Access for PC. Bla- Gunsmith Simulator is how they actually made those peripherals. Uh, Blackout Protocol Early Access for PC. Thief Simulator 2 for... They just have simulators for everything. Uh, Thief Simulator 2 for PC. Cramped Room of Death for PC and Switch. Cross Tales for PC. Oh Let's Revolution for PC. Suicide Guy. The... Lo- yeah, Suicide Guy, The Lost Dreams for PC, T for God for PC, and then The Repair House for PC. Now it's time for an NVIDIA GeForce update. We've partnered with NVIDIA to keep you updated on all the latest GeForce RTX additions to your favorite games like Portal Prelude. Uh, NVIDIA GeForce, of course, landed or launched one of the biggest remasters of 2022, Portal RTX, on, on this channel a few months back. And now they're giving us Portal Prelude RTX, a remaster of the popular and highly rated Portal mod, which came out on Steam yesterday. NVIDIA remastered this mod with full ray tracing, the LSS3, and the brand new RTX IO tech, which speeds up level load times. It's absolutely free to download on Steam right now. And then there's also Diablo 4. NVIDIA's asked us to remind you that all you can all that you all can experience Diablo 4 at its very best with performance accelerating DLSS3 and NVIDIA Reflex, which reduces latency on your PC system that lets you speed up your sma- uh, speed up your smashing of cultist hordes with nanosecond response and allows you to get into the flow of all the carnage that you can deliver. New dates for you. Call of Duty The Board Games Kickstarter will launch on August 1st, and then Patrick's Parabox is coming to Nintendo Switch and PS5 on July 26th. Uh, Patrick's Parabox is a must-play for me. You should, you should oh, wow, really? Parabox. Yeah, it's a really fun pu- puzzle game. I talked about it on the Steam Deck episode of The Blessing Show okay. about a year ago, but it's this fun um, block-pushing puzzle game where you're basically pushing blocks into other blocks, and like it's like this infinitely looping scenario where... Like, you make, the box oh, that you're pushing oh, is yeah, also the it, box it, that it, you're it, in. It. Yeah, and so, like, you know, you're going into this box, becoming smaller, you're coming out of it, becoming bigger. It's 
Hard to explain, but it's really cool. Seems like this would break my brain pretty <laughs> yeah. quick. Yeah. It's one of those ones. But it's also very fun and very approachable. Okay. You know? And so, Patrick's Parabox. Now on Switch. Or sorry, coming to Switch and PS5, July 26th. Deal of the day for you. Live Alive is $34.99 on USPSN. That's another must play for me. Uh, and Greg. Yeah. Now it's time to squat up. Squat up! Jacob writes in and says, Hello, KFGD. The Pokemon Go Fest in London is happening in two weeks, so I was wondering if any EU best friends attending would like to meet there. Message me on Discord at Heartseed to try to set something up. That is Heartseed, H-E-A-R-T-C-E-E-D. Heartseed on Discord. A.K.A. Jacob. Jacob. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong, as we got it wrong, so you can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, DJ Kento says Overwatch did win Game of the Year uh, in Blizzard won Studio of the Year. Did they used to do Studio of the Year at um, Game Awards? I don't know. Probably. All right, then. <laughs> they used to do Trendy Gamer, too. Then they nailed it and did it a couple other times and they stopped. Because it was like, you know what? We should have we gone out on Greg's speech. That's what we should have done. Uh, Charles Jacobson says, during the Overwatch 2 story, you didn't mention that the o- Overwatch League slash esports staff were all laid off. That's a good call. So yeah, Overwatch League, not looking good for you right now, unfortunately. Uh, Bless said Jade Griffin from IGN, but her name is Jada Griffin. That is correct. My apologies, Jada. Uh, Banner SN says, Greg, there's a demo of Pikmin 4 available now. You get about three to four hours of the beginning of the game, and you can transfer your save. He'll get to it after Zelda. What the, what, what, at what point did I say, man, my problem is I don't know if I want to play it, or if I, it's, it's a time issue. Banner. It's a, I, Greg, do not a accept, demo. I do not, accept, demo I do right not accept that you're wrong. It's Pikmin 4 demo. That's editorializing that I did not need Bander. Right now. Apologize to Skelly. And that's it. Oh, actually, uh, let's see. Yeah, that's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. There's also a fun, um, w- there's some Witcher 3 updates for Switch that Radic is, is writing it about. Uh, so go read up on that. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of those ones where it's like, oh, we're laying the show and it's too long. Um, but appreciate y'all for you're wrong. Tomorrow's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Bander SN says it wasn't you're wrong. Then why the fuck did you write in to you're wrong about it? Greg, do you know that there's a Pikmin 4 demo that you can play right now on Nintendo Switch? Your progress carries over. Oh, he's taking Skelly away. Bye, Skelly. Wow, that's what you did to him. That's what you did today, chat. Skelly gets taken away. He just leaves with Bad his work chat. son. Bad chat. Bad. <laughs> What's he doing? Oh, he's making Skelly sit. Oh, no, he's just positioning over there. Cool. Tomorrow's host for Kind of Funny Games Daily are going to be me and Tim. If you're watching live, after the KFGD post show, the crew is playing some of that Portal Prelude RTX. Uh, Nick is playing. Andy's showing off the NVIDIA tech. And Mike is bringing the hype. It's going to be fun. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Oh, he's really gone. He's not coming back. Uh, each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. Hello, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Snowbike Mike, back at it again with some more kind of funny games, daily super chat post show. Let me just get myself organized there. Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm back in the lab, but don't worry. 
We'll be back tomorrow on the big set. We're having some fun because we've got a new little fun post show for all of you. Of course, we're segueing into the stream in just a little bit, but we're still doing the fun post show with all of you where you can get involved with your questions, comments, and concerns. We can dive a little bit deeper into one of today's news stories, or we can bring up some different topics of conversations like Nick. Today, your boy was at the shop. Yeah. Okay, I saw the boys at the shop. I got I a saw fresh that. cut. I, saw, I see the cut that and you got going Let right me now. tell you what, Nick. Insane, bro. Can we talk about the feeling when you just give the perfect dap? When the daps are just smacking just right. Have you ever had that? Smacking. Um, I have had that. <laughs> I have had that, Mike. Okay. You know and, what I mean? Uh, yeah. Tell me. Tell me about it. And I miss it because, as you know, the last mm-hmm. time I went to get my haircut, um, yeah. things didn't go so well. I got the worst haircut of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Do you want to right see my yeah. boys? No. Tim, come here really quick. Yeah. Move that LaCroix out of your hand. Give me a fresh dap. See, you just you hear it, Nick? Do you hear the French daps? Come here. Wait, is give that me what one a of these. Is, is that, that not what a dap is? Is that a dap? I hate everything. <laughs> give me a new one. Tim, give is me. Is that a dap? See, that's is the that, dap right there. That's the dap. It's when it just, it smacks that's just that's right. Daps can be anything. You no, know they can't. They can't be anything. That's a dap, ladies and gentlemen. Dap can be anything, Andy, give me a dab. Andy, Andy, you're lucky. You know what I mean? My eye is Sauron, has not been on you all week, and I missed you. I want you to know that. I missed you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get back and focused right now. Welcoming everybody to your Kind of Funny Games Daily post show super chat. It's your boy, Snowbike Mike, taking over, having some fun with the gang, of course. It looks like Blessing is joining me. Tim is somewhere in here. Are you doing something? Okay. Yeah, it can be so multiple. What things. is happening? I'm taking Andy's place, but okay. Andy's setting something up. So where should I sit? <laughs> Mike, 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 blessing just confirmed that you are correct. That was a dab. That I was a dab. Thank you, bless. I don't know what a dab is. Yeah. I, thought, I, thought, I thought. I thought. Which one's the one where you do this? That's sure. a dab with a B. A dab yeah. with a B. With a B. We're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'd like to uh, call in Barry. I'd like to apologize to you, Mason. Dude, I'd like to apologize yep. to you, uh-huh. Alex. Thirteen forty-two. Not, not to you. Where no. were you on that? You didn't, you didn't help you. me at all. Mike's hair's looking great. Uh, thank you, everybody. Can I go to your guy? To your guy to get the yeah, go see my boy Rob, man. He'll give you something, dude. Rob's guy's cooking up. Uh, let's have some fun, of course. Guys, we're jumping in. Of course, this is where the best friends can get involved. Whether they're watching over on YouTube, you can super chat with your questions, comments, and concerns. Or if you're over on Twitch, don't forget you can use that new hype chat feature. Or you can resubscribe at the tier one through three level to get your voice heard and ask some questions like... Blessing and Tim, we have a question coming in from Mara, Fantastic. who writes in and says, can we get some hype for season two poster for Invincible? Yes. D- Let's go. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Because we, what do we got? We got Angstorm, Bulletproof, and Shapes Smith. Who's that, Tim? Lay it on me. What, what's up with that? Uh, Shapes Smith. Uh, I do not remember. That doesn't sound familiar. Okay. But the other okay. two, it's like, yeah, like the, those are... Very, very key main invincible characters. If season one of that show was, was so good, bless. Did you end up watching that? Oh yeah, I love Invincible. Yeah, that oh. was a good one. So, have you read the comics at all? No, I've not read the comics. Absolutely incredible. Like debatably my favorite comic run of all time. Like I know it's Greg's, and like he he got me into it. And like this is one of those rare instances where I'm like, oh, Greg was right. Like, so damn yes. right about this thing. And then now the show's out and everybody knows, oh, Greg was fucking right since day one about this. But uh, season two, it's been a long time coming. I. Even having said that, I'm surprised it's coming this soon. Like, I f- feel like it's years out, but it's getting this poster, and they're saying it's coming soon. I'm like, oh, we might be getting it this year. So um, I'm very, very excited about it. Oh, 
and we're gonna get we're gonna get some more Seth Rogen. Remember, like we didn't get Seth Rogen to the very end, You're right? Uh, so right. I'm excited for that, man. I'm a Seth Rogen jabroni. Oh, That's what's my his guy. Name? What's his name? Alan. Alan the alien. Alan the alien with one eyeball. I like that. Uh, Jay writes in and says, "All the boys are looking sharp today." Tim. Blessing, you both look very good in your bomber jackets today. Thank Tim, you. I see you're wearing the uh, burnt orange. It is the burnt orange. Jacket is mm-hmm. what we're going to call that. That's mm-hmm. that's Texas horns up orange. And Blessing, exactly. I like the red maroon on you, big dog. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, this is this is probably my first bomber jacket that I owned when I was moving over to, to SF. So I ha- I've had this one for a while. In fact, okay. the zipper's broken. But uh, I don't wear it as much anymore. And so when I do wear it, it feels like a special occasion. So I appreciate it, Mike. You also look good today. Thank you, homie. Can we talk about the bomber jacket fashion really quick? Since you two and Andy is here to talk bomber jackets, Blessing brings up the zipper being broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we always go unzipped on the bomber jacket or do we zip? Right? Like, what is the move here? I'm a purely unzip boy. Unzip always. <laughs> unzip away. Okay, okay. Blessing, where do you fall on that? Do we zip this or no? I'm I'm also unzipped. I mean, I, sometimes I do cave. I'm I, I can be more of a function over fashion person. If it's cold, I'm zipping up. You know, and I get cold so easy, and so that might happen. And that's probably how the zipper broke over time. Mm-hmm. But okay. um, on my on my regular mode, I'm going unzipped. Unzipped. Okay, okay. And then also, Tim, I I, I know you noticed. Mm-hmm. Blessing has a zipper on his arm sleeve. Unzipped or zipped on that? I, I can't see. Andy's setting things up, so I actually okay. can't see you well, guys. Well, you can so imagine, can imagine mind, how though. could you guys yep. look. Mm-hmm. Sorry, he has he's unzipped on his arm sleeve? No, no. he It's actually half unzipped, and I think it's oh, a really cool look. I always go half. half. Uh, for reals. <laughs> that, see? Is that a choice? <laughs> That's a choice. I that always go half. That's a choice. I swear to God. Yeah. Here. No way. Do you not see it? Other side. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> I can't tell if you're fucking with me right now because I'm unwilling to believe that that's a choice. It's a choice. Wait, why? No, wow. It's a good choice. It's okay. a good choice. That's a what, choice. What are you doing, Tim? You're not going half zipped? No, full zip. A lot of people no, saying zipped have. on the sleeves all time. Zipped on the sleeves uh, all the time. No, I, I, like, I like Bless being different. I like Bless with the half unzipped. I think the half unzipped is kind of cool. Yeah. No, I always go <laughs> half unzipped. I've never, th- I, I guess I've never thought too deeply about it. That that might be a weird you thing. You always go half unzipped? Yeah. Never go always half unzipped, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm 100%. inappropriate someplace. I'm 100% 50% zipped. I, okay. still, I still don't believe you. <laughs> I'm going to fucking look at you every time you no, wear a bomber jacket. Anytime I'm wearing a bomber jacket? No, definitely. Like, look wow. at me. I I'm purposely, good. All right. if I pick out a bomber jacket from my closet and I see it's fully zipped, I uh-huh. literally, like, I take that zip ha- zipper halfway. I mean, dude, <laughs> I, I love that for you. I love weird, quirky things, Like, yeah. but that is... There's something about that, <laughs> doing that something. I need you to know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doing something. It's a style decision. Uh, let's jump in. CJ writes in and says... Do you think the acquisition drama increases Call of Duty sales? Tim Gettys, do you think that all of this news, the drama, will increase sales? Maybe has given it a boost for older no. titles that are currently having their servers like kind of messed with and really electrified? Uh, it's a complicated question because like boosting sales in terms of like actual units sold or like money made from things, like a lot of questions to be answered there that I think have different answers. But I think that at the end of the day. Less Call of Duty copies will be sold once this acquisition happens because the majority of people, I mean, you, have, you either buy it on PS5, I think Game Pass on Xbox is going to be the, like, take a pretty heavy bite into the, the sales of the Xbox side. Mm-hmm. Not entirely, though. People are still buying games on Xbox even when they're on Game Pass. Correct. So um, I don't think it's going to boost sales just because of Game Pass. Um, but I, I also think that an insane amount of money is about to be made no matter what way you cut it. Blessing, let's put a staple on that. Do you think then, after this acquisition goes through, 
let's say next year, do you not see a foreseeable future where Call of Duty is the number one best-selling game of the year? Do you think this is the the trend that will change it forever now? No, I think Call of Duty will continue to be the best-selling game of the year. Wow. Yeah, Call of Duty, is, wow. it just sells so much, dude. And I don't think the Xbox uh, slice of the pie will be big enough to to... to uh, take it down enough to where something else is going to overtake it. I know, that, I imagine it'll probably be on Game Pass PC as well, but even still, I I don't think that it'll be enough. I think enough people will buy Call of Duty on, P- on PC and Xbox, but even more so on PlayStation that it'll get up there, let alone now Xbox is coming to Switch. And I know that's going to be a whole bag of worms to see how that actually pans out and how that game runs and is it going to be cloud and all that stuff, but that is going to be a... That's going to be more sales for Call of, Call of Duty right there. And, yeah, no, I think you're going to continue continue to see it. And at the very least, um, if sales dip a bit for Call of Duty, I think revenue is going up regardless. I think revenue is where things are, are going to be at when you're talking about post-launch content and the amount of people that are going to have access to that post-launch content because they're getting uh, Call of Duty off of Game Pass on both Xbox and on PC, right? That opens more people up to spending more money down the road on that game and... You know, I I even think you have the ripple effect. I know this is a bit even deeper in there, but I think you might even have the ripple effect of people having more of that disposable income to spend on Call of Duty because they got it on Game Pass. And so Call of Duty, at the end of this, is going to end up making more money, I would say. Um, whether it's the best-selling unit-wise of the year, I'm going to say yeah, but um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the numbers come down just a little bit. But I don't think that's, that stops it from being number one. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's still going to hit that number one. I mean, it's just so, as far as I remember and uh, any data I've ever seen, like, it's so far and away the number one that I think that it'd have to drop dramatically to, yeah. to lose I, that. I want to say... The last time a game beat Call of Duty for like best selling game of the year must have been Red Dead Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that I would have thought that Elden Ring last year might have done it for how fast that game was selling, or even this year something like Harry Potter or, or Zelda um, overtaking, or even Pokemon last year. But I don't think I don't think any of those overtook Call of Duty. And so, yeah, no, we're talking about a juggernaut. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see that, and I think, you know, we talked about it yesterday on the Gamescast very briefly at the end, but Tom Warren did put out a tweet in chat, you can keep me honest, I believe that those old Call of Duty titles have seen a massive rise in purchases right now, Tim, over on the Xbox side, where they're like in the top 10 Xbox games purchases of the week right now, because people are flocking to jump back onto the old school servers and play those old school games, so it will be exciting to see, and I, you know, as someone who loves to buy a lot of microtransactions. Call of Duty has done a good job with their microtransactions of keeping that store fresh and continually updated where they are coming at you for your wallet. And I think with Game Pass, more people coming in, it's going to be a question of how do you keep those microtransactions going well so, of course, at the same time, you still earn all that revenue that you've lost off the sales. And I think they do a good job. They do a good job of keeping it fresh and making me want to buy stuff. Yeah, I'm so unbelievably interested in... The, us finally seeing the investments that Microsofts have made the last couple of years pay off where them being able to turn the service back on and give some support there because they've already been uh, putting so much investment into the backwards compatibility. This is like just such an exciting time for we talk about game preservation and I feel like something that we've been talking about a lot is not even just preserving the games themselves but preserving the experiences that make those games special. So like being able to go back to old online experiences of being able to play games with your friends, classic games with your friends and trying to uh, reignite that that spark and fire of what 
like made Modern Warfare 2 special, I think is like really cool and a pretty unique opportunity that Xbox has because of how many different services it have that kind of work together in its ecosystem to allow it to happen in a way that like we've seen before kind of people do like anniversary editions or something <laughs> and try to have the, the servers back and like it's fun for a weekend. I think that because Xbox has um, so much investment in the different properties, the, the cloud and the Game Pass and the backwards compatibility and all of it and they work together, there's a, a higher likelihood that this can maintain itself. I, I still think we're going to see the spike and then it starts, you know, the, the lobbies aren't going to be full forever. But maybe if they keep peppering things in and keep pushing that, like, and, and it's on them. They can come up yeah. with new features to Dude, allow that to be exciting. I would, I would love, like, down the road for there to be a rotating, uh, like, Hey, this is the Call of Duty that has the servers on this week, right? Oh, that would be so like, cool. This week yeah. is yeah. Black Ops 1. This like The next week, we're turning Black Ops 1 off. Now we're turning Black Ops 2 on, right? Like a rolling Call of Duty like server stage for classic games so that you can keep an audience there and have people really go in idea. and play classic Call of Duty. That would be the dream. I think that would be incredible. That, that's a fun idea, Blessing. What if they started to do a Call of Duty similar to the Halo Master Chief collection where oh, we have God. everything under one title and that's where you go, right? Right, and you click on, hey, put me in any random team deathmatch, you could be put into one of the seven different Call of Duty titles they have. That would be pretty lit, too. Yeah, so. That would be, I mean, that, dude, like, now that you mention it, that would be maybe the dream game. That would maybe be a, like, like an, a game of all time if they're able to make a Call of Duty uh, master collection, <laughs> right, where it is, hey, here's all the classic Call of Duty maps from Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare all the way up until... I don't know, you name it, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 or something, or Black Ops 3, right? Yeah. And have it be all those maps, have it be a, if you're able to remaster all those levels and bring them forward, if you're able to, like, have some kind of, like, you know, variable variables for rule set so that, like, oh, I want Modern Warfare, um, uh, like, kill streaks, or I want Black Ops rules or whatever. Or even if you did it by franchise and had it be, all right, here's the Call of Duty Black Ops collection, and here's the Call of Duty Modern Warfare collection, and do it that way so it's not overwhelming. There's something there that I think would sell well and be incredible, as long as it launches better than Master Chief Collection did. As, if it, as long as it avoids all those problems. But even still, like, I think it'd be a fantastic idea. Oh, exciting stuff. And we'll see. I am surprised, of course. Today was the deadline technically last night, so we did not hit that deadline. We are still awaiting news from what I saw this morning of, like, where we're at, where we will be going. I'm sure all eyes are on that. And uh, looking forward to seeing where we go with this acquisition. But let's keep it I mean, going. October, they said, right? Yeah, October. Is that what it said? Yeah. Is that the newest news? October. Well, October is, yeah, October 18th, I believe, is the newest deadline. Okay. But, like, I, the deal is probably going to be done way before then. Like, the, the article, was it The Verge? One of the articles I read was talking about uh, August uh, because um, the CMA had some sort of deadline for August that they wanted to take care, take care of. And then also the um, the terms of the deal, uh, like the money, the, the payout would increase after that August date for Microsoft and Activision if the deal doesn't happen by then. And so, like, there's a level of confidence that they have that by August they'll have it done. But at the latest, currently, October 18th would be the date. Really quick, before we move on, Mike, uh, your hair's looking real good today. Thanks, homie. We were talking know. about that. Uh-huh. Bear, give me a dap. <laughs> we were talking give me a dap. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought up my hair. Yeah, yeah, give me a dap. <laughs> no, no. Dap me up, Andy. Dap me up, man. 
<laughs> um, all right. Well, that's great. We'll keep an eye on that one. I need this to finish sooner than later because I'm ready to play all those games with my friends. Let's keep it going right now. Mike, I, now I do get to see you. You do look good. I like Thanks, the hair. Homie. And I, I'm a big fan of this, the, the van sweater, too. Yo, it's a good yeah, look. yeah. I'm good stretching out of my you. comfort zone. No more like Nike and stuff. I'm trying other things, you know. I like uh, I bought some Vans Overall, clothing. Dude. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> out of my comfort zone. You've been doing that. <laughs> CJ writes in and says, Odds on Venom being playable in Spider-Man 2 Blessing Venom. Go. I mean, not Peter Parker Venom. Like, we're talking about playing another, a third Spider-Man. I, I, I would, I mean, I would say not, right? I think the Venom, I think Venom is Peter Parker. Like, that okay. is you okay. playing as Venom. That's the way I see it, at least. And so, I don't think you're, I don't, I don't think you're going to play as another third Spider-Man, or Spider-Person, I should say, in this game. Tim, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, third person Venom. Not, not Peter Parker Venom. What yeah, do you think so, about that? So what's interesting, and um, I might be getting this totally wrong here. So what, what, what's interesting here is, like, the Venom versus just black suit Spidey. Yes. Right? So Bless saying that Peter Parker is going to be Venom, I don't know. Has that ever happened? I mean, that's my theory. That's my theory. After seeing that last trailer, my theory is that Venom enti- like ultimately overtakes Peter Parker and that you're going to have to play as Balance Morales and defeat Peter Parker as, as Venom. That's my. Oh. That's just my personal working theory. That, I mean, that's that's interesting. And like, as far as I can tell, and I, again, I could be totally off on this, or just having a major blank on something. Like, yeah, I don't know that they've done that before. And like, the, in, like they or shows or anything. I feel like they talked about like they want this story to be different than anything done before. So like I could see that yeah. direction. We talked about it on PS. I love you. Where like naturally for it to turn into Venom, it's got to leave Peter uh, eventually because like then it turns into the like addicted like oh I I need uh, like Spider Man. Um, but yeah, what if what if the turn here is that like Venom actually gets Spider Man back and it overtakes Peter? Pretty cool. Hey, I'm down for that. Yeah, I, I'm interested in that. I, yeah, third person, a third Spider person, right? Would be a lot. We already have Miles and Pete, so like, are we really adding in a third jabroni to be flying around the streets? In that would be a lot. But hey, I like Venom a lot, so I'm all about it. Let's keep it going with Ballers Only. Blessing, you're my resident music DJ. This is for you. Anyone listening to that new Little Uzi album? Oh yeah, I, I've listened to it quite a few times. Uh, I like it a lot. I um, when I first did my first uh, few listen throughs, I loved it. I'm surprised by how quickly I moved on from it, though. Mm. Uh, I think part of that might be how inconsistent it is in sound. It goes from um, like that little Uzi uh, auto tune heavy like trap style hip hop mm. into more metal, uh, and it ends with a um, baby metal uh, feature that is just hard like. Hard metal that is like unlike anything you would have you thought you would have heard from from Lil Uzi, and it leans into yeah. that sound quite a bit. Like he even has a a cover of Chop Suey on there. Um, <laughs> that's pretty wild. Um, yeah, the, the whole overall project is really interesting, and I I like I like a lot of parts of it. I think my main thing is the the cohesion of it is a bit off, and it's hard to like be in the mood to listen through that album because it's all over the place. And then also I feel like with the parts of it that do. Um, lean into the uh, the metal and like the different genres it's less oozy carrying it and it's more so the features carrying it ooh donuts okay tiny now tiny tim as someone who only knows little Uzi for all my friends are dead push me to the edge all my friends are dead would you recommend any other little Uzi songs no i'm not i'm not a new oh i guess i guess he's got the ooh. i just want a rock song yeah i just want to rock that's from the that's from the new album 
All my friends with that, that Exo Tour Life it was my jam though. I love that. Lil Uzi, I don't so I'm not a big um like new yeah, style a rap person, right? Like when it comes to like the heavy auto tune and like the trap and all that stuff. That stuff doesn't usually appeal to me, but Lil Uzi though, like Lil Uzi's been it, it has uh, actually like, you know, appealed to me over 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 the years, ever since Exo Tour Life. I I really like a lot of his music. Um, but yeah, like I, I think the album's cool, and uh, if you're looking for a new album, it's definitely one worth um, to listen. The thing I like most about him is like I feel like the majority of times I see him, he's just it's it's treated like a big reveal of him walking out, and it's like oh man, it's Uzi, and he he just kind of walks and he just stands there. Oh yeah, <laughs> he has such a weird like awkward presence. Yeah, and it's like there's something about it that really works, and like <laughs> not anyone can pull that off, but that motherfucker pulls it off. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, really quick, uh, as we get into the final uh, few minutes here of the post show for Kind of Funny Games Daily, I'm kicking on the second live stream for the uh, YouTube kids. So if you want to start filtering in there over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, we would welcome you. One um, uh, artist who I've gotten into recently, real heavy, is JPEG Mafia. I don't know if y'all fuck with JPEG Mafia, but uh, his stuff is fantastic. He produces all his own music. He has like this weird... Um, like alternative hip hop sound that's very noisy and has a lot going on, but I think musically and and um, sonically it works and is very appealing. He had a he had an album come out earlier in the year with uh, Danny Brown called Scaring the Hose, and it's yeah. really good, uh, really really good. But now I've gotten I've gone back and listened to some of his older stuff as well. And he has a song called um, I think it's called like Free the Fall or something, Free the Frail, Free the Frail, and. Oh my gosh! This song is from like 2018 or something, but it's it's already becoming one of my most listened to songs of the year. I can't get enough of it. I'm telling you, what, I can't wait for that new Drake album because they be saying they want that old Drake, and he said he's gonna give me the old Drake blessing. I hope and he I'm does. All about it. You I know hope what he I mean? does, man. Woo! Don't test him. Uh, God's plan. <laughs> God's plan, everybody. God's plan. Uh, let's keep it going. Did you see the top fifty? The so they released the top fifty. Yeah, you were saying that. How many Drake songs are on there? There's oh, got to be a lot. The so in the top fifty most streamed hip hop songs on Spotify, there's quite a bit of Drake. God's plan, I think, is top three. Oh, it, it should be. Yeah, a good song. It should be. it should be. This man loves God's plan. God's plan. Only like guess how many guess how many Kendrick songs there are. Three, because he's got put that baby in a spyro. Everybody loved that one. You know, mm-hmm. spin that baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, the classic. Yeah. <laughs> spin that baby, spin that baby. Uh, I mean, that whole Mad City album is pretty good, though, right? So it's like maybe three, maybe three. There's only one Kendrick song. It's okay, wild, man. Yeah, that okay. puts things into perspective. Yeah, there's like. Eight, but how many eight, Drake? Uh, ooh, I would have to count. Drake's well, on top of the there's a there's a bunch guy. of Drake. There's a bunch of um, XXXTentacion is all over this list. Um, there's a bit of Travis Scott. I think there's like a couple J. Cole songs on here as well. So shout out to that. Oh, that's awesome. That's surprising. Yeah. Oh, J. Cole's got that new beat right now. All my life. Whew, that shit goes hard. Oh, from Lil Dirk? Yeah. Oh, no, that song is fire. I love it. Have you listened to that yet? No, not yet. Yo, you better bump that in your Prius. I'll tell you what. Hell that yeah, shit's dude. crazy. <laughs> your Prius. <laughs> but yeah, then there's a lot of uh, Post Malone and a lot of features. We got to get back on track. Hey, oh, Posty's on there. Oh, Post. Yeah, Posty's, Posty's on my here. guy. Andy, you know Posty? <laughs> you know Posty? I'm sure the audio listeners love that weave. Oh, my God. We I are, hate him okay, so much. We got to hustle. We got to hustle through this. We're going fast track now. DJ Kento says, y'all asking the wrong questions. What's really important is what's up with Mike's new kids on the block haircut? 
I'm feeling good. Thank you, DJ Kento. Oscar N writes in and says, should I get a PS5 now or hold out for the potential new and better model in the possible future? I don't want to upgrade immediately after buying one, bless. Oof. I mean, depends depends on like what you're looking for in a newer <laughs> model. Because I think the next PS5 you get is just going to be slimmer, right? I think it'll, it'll be more of like a, um, like a, what are the, what's the word? Leaner model, a more right? a, a more compact. Yeah, more compact PS5. And so, like, I would say just buy one now. I don't think you're gonna get a more powerful PS5 mm-hmm. until a couple of years from now. Yeah, I honestly think that it. You, there's no wrong decision there. There is a new one coming. I think that uh, whatever you get now, you're not gonna. You're, you might be like a little like, oh man, I wish I waited. But I don't think it's gonna be like, oh, fuck, I messed up. I should have waited. Yeah. Oh, really? Is it like that, Tim? Yeah, I mean, I, see, I feel like if I buy one, I'm gonna feel like fuck, I messed up, I didn't wait. Like, how long are we really? Talking? I, how many people were like, oh, I messed up when they bought a regular PS2 and then like the PS2 Slim came out? Mm. You know, like how many people that's were like, call. oh man, that's a good call. But I missed out. The PS2 Slim is legendary though. Like, I don't, I, I, legendary. I, the PS, it, but the, the next PS5 is gonna be smaller. It's not gonna be that small. The PS2 Slim is like a miracle of <laughs> engineering. <laughs> yeah, that shit is thin, dude. I, I do think though that we're getting a pro. I just don't know when. Yeah, that's like the, que- the question is, is is it more than twelve months? That's what I would need to know if I was going to make this purchase. For, for a pro, I'm going to say yes. I think a pro would be at least fall 2024. Okay. I, yeah. I think this fall, maybe possibly a skinnier PS PS5, but I I I think that's the furthest thing we get this fall. Okay. If it's more than twelve months, then I would consider buying one. If it's less than twelve, then I might hold. You know, that's tough right there. Uh, let's keep it going right now. Kev, uh, I can hear you, by the way. Jumping in. Shout out to Kev Dog over in the in the big studio working hard right now. Uh, Tristan B. says, how often do I wear my jacket to get my dollar's worth? It's a great question. You got to get that money's worth. Uh, you got to wear that jacket at least three times a week like Roger. Okay. They are right. It says, did you guys see that new Kith X-Men shoe collab? Did y'all yeah. see this? Yeah. Pretty damn cool, Those storm, man. The Storm sneakers are nasty. Yeah. I uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a Nike boy. But um, there was uh, somebody made some custom uh, Jordan 1s, but, like, the ones with the strap, and they look like Cyclops. The the strap was, like, the the visor. And I'm like, dude. The, and the, the swoosh was, like, a red. Mm. Red swoosh. Hot as fuck. Fire. Uh, Fire. And also the, the Kith um, collab, the X-Men stuff, with uh, the MVC2 Arcade 1-Up cabinet. Beautiful. Oh, Oh, I want I, Tim. I want one of those arcade one-up cabinets so bad. All I want is that NFL Blitz one, so I can just dominate Andy in NFL Blitz. Fuck you. Are we ready to rock and roll? Okay, we are you ready good? to rock and roll. I want to thank everybody for joining us on this kind of funny games daily post show. We are halfway through the week, week halfway through the school week, and we're having some fun. We will be back tomorrow with more kind of funny games daily, but we are not done right now. We have a fun, awesome game stream brought to you by NVIDIA to show off some awesome, cool stuff and some great tech with Andy and myself and Nick coming at you right now. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to go click that link. Come join us over there. If you're watching live on Twitch, you don't got to go anywhere. Stay in your seat and get ready for some fun. We're going to solve some puzzles. Goodbye. <laughs>